once again, we want to thank you for listening. This is Ken Feith with the Metro Archives, and we're at Back in the Day. Today we're going to talk with uh, Sarah is with us, Sarah Arntz from the Archives, and we have a very special guest we're going to talk to about Nashville. And I'm delighted you're here, and I want to thank you for your time. And I'll turn it over to Sarah. All right. Thank you, Ken. Our guest today is Sandra Shelton, the former proprietor of the beloved Hillsborough Village Shop Pangea that was located at the corner of Belcourt Avenue and 21st Avenue. Sandra was born and raised in Nashville, and her family has called Middle Tennessee home since the early 1800s. She attended Hillsborough High School and stayed local for college, graduating from Vanderbilt in 1968 with a major in art history. Before opening Pangea, Sandra worked as a social worker with the Department of Human Services from 1973 to 1980. After giving graduate school a try but not completing, <laughs> no judgment there, uh, she attended paralegal school and worked at the firm base, the firm Bass, Barry & Sims. After that, she took over as the director of the Nashville Bar Association's pro bono program from 1983 to 1987. Then in 1987, after taking a trip to Honduras and Guatemala, she came back to Nashville to open her store. So... What on that trip inspired you to open that store? <laughs> well, actually, before the trip, I was inspired to open a store because I was tired of working for other people. <laughs> Wanted enough. to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd been working downtown. I did not want to wear pantyhose ever again. <laughs> and I wanted to take my dog to work. So I was actually going to open a vintage clothing store because I'd been a collector of vintage clothes for years. Uh, But I took a trip with my boyfriend to Honduras and Guatemala and went, whoa, maybe I should add these things to the mix. Mm -hmm. And so that was the beginning. Gotcha. And I guess for our listeners that maybe moved here later or within the last few years that never got a chance to visit Pangea, I guess tell us a little bit about what you sold in that store. Well, in the beginning, it was vintage clothes, Guatemalan imports, silver jewelry, and (laughs) tie-dye. And the jewelry came from some people I'd known from the Taka Craft Fair. Mm -hmm. They had uh, hammered silver jewelry. They were in Swanee, and I asked them if they would wholesale. So that was the beginning, and it just morphed from there. It got harder and harder to find vintage clothing, more competition, And I started mixing in new things. So eventually, when we were in Hillsborough Village, it was a combination of clothing, jewelry, gift items, books, cards, toys, home decor, (laughs) you name it. (laughs) Kind of like an old Woolworths, (laughs) only a little higher end. Gotcha. I think I I definitely shopped there several times when I was in high school, would just wander through. And I think I've got a wallet from there, actually, still. (laughs) It's pretty cool. I'm glad it lasts. And (laughs) uh, we were voted best place in Nashville to buy a gift for several years. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. How did you choose the name? Well, I was angsting about the name. And I did (laughs) not want it to be my name. And I had uh, visited uh, the business that the farm had, they imported clothes from Guatemala, and they called their business One World Trading Company. And I thought, that was so cool. And then I went, wait a minute, I took geology. There's a name for that One World, and it's Pangea. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. How cool. Uh, I'll tell you a funny 
story yeah. about the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Jim Osborne, who's now passed away, unfortunately, drew my first logo for me. And he was working in a uh, graphic design studio on 17th. And one of his co-workers was working on the logo for Sting's new record label that was based in, on some Nashville artists, and it was called Pangea. Hmm. I had licensed the name for Tennessee, <laughs> but not for the world. Wow. <laughs> and his was spelled differently, and it was okay. Well, what are the odds of that? You know? I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, were you the sole owner of the business? Yes. I grew up an only child. Mm-hmm. I've never worked well with others. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm still single, so. Hey, yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> Did you own the business first and move to Hillsborough Village or had a dream of opening a business in Hillsborough Village? Well, I didn't really know that this was going to make it or do anything. Mm-hmm. I actually started out in an old house on Belmont Boulevard. 2011, and I was told the space was coming available by Manuel Zeitlin, who had his office a couple of doors down, where Bongo Java is now. My building is what's now proper bagel. So I moved into the first floor, and a year later, maybe, or just a few months, the building's owner wanted to sell the building, (laughs) and I was not prepared to buy a building. Mm -hmm. Uh, didn't have the money for one thing and mm-hmm. just didn't know if this was going to work. So uh, Stephen Million bought the building and put his hair salon upstairs because I had a lease. But as soon as my lease was up, he wanted the downstairs space. Mm-hmm. I happened to be friends with the people from Sunshine Grocery. And they were moving from downtown location to Belmont Boulevard. And they had extra space. So it turned out to be a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, the building had originally been a Cooper and Martin with a drugstore on the side. So the grocery store became the grocery store, and I was in the old drugstore. Okay. And that's in Hillsborough Village, or that no, was Belmont? that's still on Belmont. Belmont, okay. Uh, 3203, I believe. Okay. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, that was in, um, let's see. 1990 that I moved there, Mm -hmm. and that was a big bump up for business because the grocery and the store were like one-stop shopping. Mm -hmm. And then what year did you move then to Hillsborough Village? I believe it was 1999. Uh, Sunshine had decided they wanted to expand Mm -hmm. into my space, and they were very kind to give me all the time in the world. The only place I wanted to move was Hillsborough Village. So I hounded every business owner on the street and every property owner, and Scott Davis agreed to rent to me. So that was great. And because it took me a few months to work that out, it was uh, advantageous to the Sunshine owners because before they could spend the money on the expansion, Wild Oats bought their business. Oh, wow. wow. So it was, it was perfect. It worked out yeah. really well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did, yeah. And so what was, you might have said this, but just to clarify, what was in the building, your building in Hillsborough Village before it became Pangea? Do you know? It was the needlecraft shop run by Scott's mother. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Mary Lou Davis. Oh, nice. 
And she was so dear, so sweet, but she had developed a terminal illness and was still able to function well and wanted time to go fishing with her husband and enjoy life. And she, we were acquaintances and friends, and she was happy that the shop went to me. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That building had only had two other businesses before her. Oh. And <laughs> I discovered one day when uh, Peyton Hogue, who's a photographer, came in. We had known each other in high school and said, I guess you know my grandfather owned a business in this building. And I went, no. <laughs> and it was a white market, which was a meat market. Oh. And it oh. explained why the floor in my building slanted from back to front. <laughs> oh. Because they would hose that. it out at night. Oh, my God. How about that? And after white market, it was um, Sherwin-Williams. And I left their logo on the back door because it's a cool logo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's paint covering the earth, and we're Pangea. Well, kind of fits. Yeah. It does. And then Ms. Davis moved in, and then me. Hmm. Did you find anything, like, besides that on the door, anything unique to other business? At any? I don't know if there'd be anything weird from the meat market, but I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think I did. And we pretty much gutted the inside and started over again. Uh, We exposed some of the brick wall. We painted the tin ceiling, which was fragile, actually. And a beautiful job was done by uh, Meg and Brett McFadgen, Mm -hmm. uh, who had worked in the film business. Mm -hmm. Our tin ceiling was silver and copper paint treatment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful. Hmm. Very cool. Well, what did you love most about having a business in Hillsborough Village? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, um, I loved being in a historic building. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually dreamed about it before it happened. Yeah. And um, there were a lot of other small locally owned businesses mm-hmm. in the village. There was a variety. There was um, an antique shop, a bookstore, a shoe repair. Uh, a mm-hmm. hair salon, a hardware store, mm-hmm. pancake pantry, yep. Provence, Fido. Rest in peace, Provence. Fido's, yep. Yeah, <laughs> where that used to be a pet shop. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's remaining there now? We Pancake pantry, of course. Anything? The villager. The villager, that's right. Okay. Uh, Fido. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's about it. Somebody's going to correct me. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, yeah, I can't think of anything else. But and, yeah. of course, the bell cord, the anchor, oh, yeah, yeah. and and yeah. the shining star of Hillsborough Village now. Mm, that's true, yeah. yeah. Well, what did you uh, love least about having a business in Hillsborough Village? <laughs> Parking. I thought that's what you would say. <laughs> that's the national thing. Yeah. Parking. <laughs> when in doubt, it's parking. Yeah. And I, uh, like other business owners, so resisted parking meters and paid parking, mm-hmm. but it eliminated construction workers coming and parking all day. Oh. So nice. it actually allowed more customers to be able to come and go. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, what do you miss most about not having your store there anymore? Well, I miss all the pretty things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss my fellow employees. Mm-hmm. I, it was a, and customers. It was I'm an extrovert, and it was very social for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see a lot of people come in yeah. and visit. Yeah, yeah. Well, any famous visitors that you can remember? Oh yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, there were of course all the Nashville people, and our star customer was Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, wow. how about that? Yeah, yeah. She was a. She became sort of a friend because when I was in the location on Belmont Boulevard next to Sunshine, she stopped in one day and said, "I've got a dog out in the car. I just adopted a dog, and I've not had one before." And I said, well, bring him in. <laughs> and it was Bonaparte, Aww. which she then named her rescue for Bonaparte. Oh, wow. It's Bonaparte's retreat. Oh. She has a, a dog mm-hmm. rescue now. Okay. Anyway, Bonaparte and Reba ran around the store while Emmy tried on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and Reba's your dog? The, the first dog. The first dog, okay. I've had four. Oh, wow. At the store. Oh. Well, I was in business for 32 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So four dogs in 32 years. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is still with me. Oh, that's precious. Uh, any other famous uh, that you could think of? Any oh, other yeah. Stories? Annie Lennox. Oh, wow. wow. And and I had a, quite a long conversation with her. She was just delightful. She was getting ready to go to Mexico City and had never been. And, of course, hmm. I'd been three or four times. So I told her things to do in Mexico City. <laughs> what a great catch for her. Yeah. Really? Winona Ryder, uh, Alice Cooper. <laughs> uh, I bet that was an experience. I'm very curious what these people bought, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favorite, very favorite episodes was One Christmas, which, of course, is retail, mm. makes your retail year. Mm-hmm. And for us... The day before, or the Saturday before Christmas Eve, was always the biggest day of the year. We had an ice storm. Oh, boy. Oh, no. And I was sitting behind the counter with only two employees who made it in that day, mm. and there was nobody. And we were used to having lines of people. And, you know, I was near tears. But later in the day, a few people got up, out, and I looked up, and standing at the counter were Emmy Lou. John Hyatt, Steve Earle, <laughs> Leroy Parnell, wow. and Kevin Welch. Oh, my God. And I said, well, how bad can this be? <laughs> the next week or so, Emmy Lou came by and said, I know that day was awful for you, hmm. that you lost a lot of money, but I have to tell you that's the most fun I've ever had in my life shopping, <laughs> Christmas shopping. <laughs> So, no, I'm really curious. What, yeah, really. I'm yeah, very curious know. what they bought now. But I could keep on. I mean, yeah. uh, Johnny Cash came in once. Oh, uh, he had Ooh. to have bought something that was like a clo- uh, anything that was black, I'm black. guessing. Well, he was he was actually looking for silver buttons. Oh. You know, hand, mm-hmm. uh, Navajo, like. Okay. Um, June came oh. in once. Yeah. Roseanne and Rodney used to shop and bring their kids in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really could yeah. go on and on. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Any other stories that are not famous people that you remember? Uh, we 
tried to be a pet-friendly store, mm-hmm. you know, my story with Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Reba was my only dog who was dog-friendly. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had a big sign on the door saying, uh, we will welcome your pet, but you need to warn us that you're coming in so we can restrain our dog. So we had dog fights. <laughs> oh my! Occasionally. No. Oh no! Yeah, nothing. Nobody was hurt. <laughs> nothing was damaged. But yeah, unfortunately, I had. But I had employees that brought their dogs to work also, and they got you know once my dogs knew a dog, they got mm-hmm. along fine. So at one time we had a Chesapeake Bay Retriever, a Dachshund mix, and a Chihuahua. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah. What a what a And I had two employees that got pregnant and had a baby while they worked there. And the baby came to work until they were out of control. Gotcha. For a minute, I thought you meant like physically in the store. I'm like, man, that's a a story. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they they actually had the baby in the store. Yes. Yes. In a carrier or in a a bouncy seat. (laughs) Wow. Or holding them. Yes. Uh Just bring them right in. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm. That's that's pretty good of you. It's pretty forward thinking. Seriously. Well, it really is. I, you know, mm-hmm. they needed to work. Yeah. I needed them back after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Did you have any anybody bring anything unusual? Pet? Anything yeah. like that? Just dogs, cats, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, mm-hmm. No cats, actually. No cats, just yeah, dogs. I don't remember. Hmm. No birds. No birds. <laughs> The impeccable pig across the street had a pig out on the sidewalk one day. <laughs> yeah. A, a customer with a pig. With a pig. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, wow. One other thing that comes to mind was uh, when we had the total eclipse. Oh, yes. You yeah. Know, we, uh-huh. we closed the store and stood out on the sidewalk and mm-hmm. watched it come. <laughs> and so did everybody, a lot mm-hmm. of other people in the village. It was a great oh, wow. event. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You probably didn't have the cloud that... Went right in front of the sun like it was here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, we were. The one cloud. We were in the, the courtyard, and right when the eclipse happened, a cloud rolled right in front of it, and it was just like, are you kid- kidding me? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. The whole village got dark. It was wow. like nighttime. It, I remember it being a bit eerie like that. Yeah. I'll never forget it. It mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. yeah, a pig. It'd been ironic if they brought that into a store that was formerly a meat market. Yeah, <laughs> and with a dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll stick to my questions on the list. Now. <laughs> Sorry, okay. you just started talking. I was like, now I'm curious. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, what led to you closing the business? Well, um, I will say there was uh, a rent increase. Mm-hmm. There was more competition. Uh, for the first time in thirty over thirty years of business, our sales had declined a bit, and I was seventy two. <laughs> so fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I had I thought I would work till seventy five, mm-hmm. but now that I'm past that, I'm glad I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't you also mention you kind of wanted your your Christmases and whatnot back since everything was sort of well? I have to say. I never minded working on holidays mm-hmm. because I don't have any family. Mm-hmm. I never married. Mm-hmm. I don't have a partner. I don't have children. I was an only child, mm-hmm. and my parents are both gone. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were gone before I opened the store. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So working during the holiday was really fun. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. You get to it see was a lot exhausting, of but mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I understand. I've definitely worked retail jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on Christmas <laughs> Eve, I could walk across the street to Belmont Methodist Church and go to the candlelight service mm-hmm. at the church where I grew up. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Well, you really got a great location. You know? yeah. It was great. It was mm-hmm. great. And it was a corner, which mm-hmm. is a good location. I had a side window to display things. And the people across the street at the time, Barrymore Gifts, mm-hmm. told me that going out of town, being on the right side of the street was the best. Oh. Because people going home from work. It's true. That's true. I thought that was an interesting sort of retail. Yeah. Yeah. They were in business for a long time. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Did you ever get any, like, uh, fellow owner of a a shop discounts with uh, with, uh, Pancake Pantry? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) free pancakes? (laughs) A lot of the businesses, we gave employees Mm -hmm. of each other's business a discount. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, cool. Yeah. I remember um, Jackson's you, that was across the street from uh-huh. now for the longest time. I, I I don't know that I ever actually ate there, but um, was it? Do you remember that store or that? Yeah, that I restaurant? didn't remember yeah, it. Yeah, any good? I can't remember. Well, I, I tended to eat at Fido. Mm. That was my go or Provence. They were my go-to. Mm. Yeah, I miss Provence yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. They used to be down down in the the library lobby as well so yeah. although for years i would put in my ads across from pancake pantry cuz <laughs> everyone knew that that's true that is yeah. still sort of the that's the landmark it is yeah. people uh-huh. hopefully it stays that way if that goes i don't know what in the world <laughs> yep well i mean i kind of this next question i sort of explained already in your intro but Owning a business wasn't your first career. What led to it? This is probably you repeating yourself, but if there's anything else. <laughs> well, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Well, right out of college, art history, undergraduate degree, mm-hmm. I could not get a job in that field. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up as a bank teller. Oh. And then I answered an ad in the paper for a computer technician at a company called Computer Communications Network, and it was owned by a couple of the Eskin brothers. Mm-hmm. And they would send me around the southeast to locations where they had sold their computer system, and I would train people in the office how to set it up. Mm-hmm. So Wow. Yeah. And then the the model became rather expensive for them because they were flying me in and out every Monday and Friday, and oh I was renting a car and staying in a hotel. So the last job I had, they rented me an apartment and said, you can drive down there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it was great. Yeah. It was really great because it was Pensacola. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. And then deal. they were, the model was not working mm. for them, and I just got another job. Mm. Uh, again, sort of computer-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murphy Mortgage Company, hmm. and they got bought, and everybody eventually got laid off. Oh. So that's when I applied to a job at the Welfare Department. Okay. You know, Department of Human Services. Mm-hmm. And I was there for a long time, made a lot of friends there. It was daunting work, hmm. and I don't think anywhere near like what they're experiencing these days because of the huge shortage of workers, the overwhelming number of cases that workers have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was there, it was nothing compared to now, and yet I was overwhelmed. Mm. 
I was there about eight years and mm-hmm. then decided to go to graduate school. <laughs> <laughs> and rather than work and go to graduate school, I took a bunch of part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. I cleaned plants <laughs> for uh, all over town. Mm-hmm. I cleaned the plants at Hundred Ducks Mall. Oh, wow. <laughs> Meharry Hospital. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and graduate school didn't work out, so that's when I went to paralegal school, ended mm-hmm. up at, when I kept books for my dad's business, also while I was doing this part-time work, mm-hmm. and I took a class at Nashville Tech in accounting. So when I opened my business, I could do the books myself. <laughs> yeah, so you've, yeah. you got yourself some experience Great that experience, fits yeah. right yeah. into business owning. <laughs> and I was always good in math. Uh, mm-hmm. I was on the math team at Hillsboro. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> math so I have sort of right brain, left brain. <laughs> Very good. Wow. So, yeah, by the time you, you owned your job, it's kind of like you you. And then were, the final <laughs> thing away. was I was a shopper. Ah, so yes, all of that adds up to... <laughs> and a collector. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, that's perfect. <laughs> well, as a former female business owner in a semi-major metropolitan city... What advice would you give women wanting to become entrepreneurs in today's ever-changing market? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I will say that um, I did learn while doing my business that women, small businesses owned by women, succeed more often than men. Really? And I think it's because women are a little more cautious. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I would say caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this day and age, it's either internet or you've got to get a good location. Mm. And I don't know how with rents that you do that in Nashville and New York. Yeah. Because not only are uh, individuals having trouble finding affordable housing, mm-hmm. small businesses have trouble finding commercial property that's affordable mm-hmm. in a place that has enough traffic to keep your business going. Now, if you've got a destination business where you provide something that no one else has and people have to come there, mm-hmm. your location is not as important. That makes but, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's, that's great yeah. advice. Yeah, and uh, don't go into debt. <laughs> <laughs> also very important advice, yeah. yes. Yeah. Or big debt. You know, yeah. there have to be loans. I, you know, yeah. I did one big loan. Uh Actually, not until I moved to Hillsborough Village, and I had to do a big loan for that build-out. Really? And I had people advise me against it, and I went, no, got to do it right. hmm Yeah. And it worked out perfect. That's so, true. But I came, I came along at a very opportune time. hmm Yeah. And I was able to build my business, really, with the vintage clothes, because I paid very little for them. I could make a... Ten times profit mm-hmm. on a lot of items. Mm-hmm. And I could put all that money back into the business. I had no income for two years. But I had wow. extremely mm-hmm. low house payment. Mm-hmm. I always had a roommate. Had a car that was paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if people can do that anymore. It's it depends really. I mean, things have changed so much too in Nashville with the, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, just depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, after retirement, what keeps you busy these days? <laughs> well, I have turned into a local history and architecture nut. <laughs> <laughs> 
I go around taking pictures of buildings and then dive into their history. And I post on Instagram and Facebook, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I do. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, my family was from Tennessee for so far back Mm -hmm. that, uh, that I'm really embedded in the history of Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then I guess my art history background has led to really a great appreciation of architecture. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been my focus. Oh. I still go to every museum opening for art. Yeah. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. my college degree has finally come back to me. <laughs> oh, come back around. Yeah. A few years we, later. Yeah. We need to put your uh, links on our blog or something you know mm-hmm. or your twitter and your yeah. oh yeah. yeah no twitter <laughs> no just twitter. instagram and facebook instagram oh. and facebook yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah, yeah. And it's just sandra and chester okay sandra and chester i like that yeah <laughs> that was two dogs ago <laughs> <laughs> that's a great name though <laughs> i have reba chester bailey and coco now oh, wow. and the last three came with the names because they were all Rescues. Yeah. Very good. I was wondering, was, was there a theme to name them? No, that's <laughs> no, just how they no. came. Rebo's the only one I named. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I named her for a friend's aunt. Oh. What kind of dog are they? Are they were all different, I'm assuming? Well, um, three of them have been Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. Okay. Uh, the one, the third one in the middle there was marketed to me mm-hmm. from the rescue as half Chesapeake, she was not. But, you know, once I got her, I didn't care. Mm. Yeah. Half Chesapeake. <laughs> yeah. Well, any other stories from your, your business days or anything you'd love to share? Well, I, I loved my travels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up, I never went back to Guatemala. I went there before opening the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have traveled to Mexico frequently. So I've been all, to all the colonial cities in Mexico. I've never been to the beach. Oh. But, you know, I was focused on mm-hmm. product, mm-hmm. and that's where the artisans were. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking at architecture and art. Mm. So, And then I got to travel to cities for trade shows. Went to New York a lot, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Atlanta. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When early in the business, this was when I was next to Sunshine Grocery, I would travel to New Mexico to buy Navajo jewelry. Oh, wow. And at the beginning, I was poor enough that I camped or stayed in hostels oh my. while I bought jewelry for the store. Wow. Well, yeah. hey, whatever, whatever you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And working with, uh, <clears throat> like, Mexico and... Honduras, did, uh, did that work out fairly easy as far as importing goods? Oh, yeah, and, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> well, 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 go to another question. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious now. Uh, well, in Mexico, I ended up having a good friend who had a wholesale business there, and he eventually became a shipper. So I could gather my goods, go to him, and get him to ship to me. That was great. Um, when I first imported from Guatemala, I can't tell the story. Oh, <laughs> dang. Off, yeah. off. Okay. <laughs> we're no longer right. recording. <laughs> Sorry, our listeners. Everybody's got to have a secret. <laughs> yeah. That's a secret. <laughs> All right. 
Well, any other questions, Ken? I don't think I do. Uh, I want to thank you for your time today, Sandra. It's been great talking to you, yeah. and you're a Nashville treasure, and mm-hmm. we appreciate you so much. Well, can I add yes, that please. the Metro sure. Archives is a real treasure for Nashville. <laughs> thank you. And thank you. Uh, Sarah has a great blog. Oh, thanks. And uh, they've just been so kind and helpful to me in some of my research. Well, thank you very so much. Thank yeah, you we appreciate that. Ken and mm-hmm. Sarah. Thank, well, you. thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Well, we, we hope you've enjoyed today. Uh, please be back with us. We appreciate you listening in, and that's back in the day.